Welcome to Zambia Block Talk Radio. It is March the 21st, 2020. Days and time are really flying fast. We do thank you for joining us from wherever you are listening to us from. It's 10 a.m. on the East Coast in New York, 2 p.m. in the European parts of the world, and it's 1,600 hours in Zambia, 10 p.m. in the Western Pacific of Tokyo, Japan, Western Australia, and other parts of the world. We say welcome, welcome, and uh, welcome to the show. We are really excited today about what we have to discuss, and our guest is already here. He has called in, joining us from Osaka, Zambia. Uh, before we welcome our guest, let me just recognize my colleagues here. Uh, Noah, good morning. Good morning, Nathan. Good morning, listeners. Good morning, everyone across the world. Welcome to the show. I hope you are not coming up with a flu. Your voice sounds like um, <laughs> I hope everything no. is okay. Uh-huh. Oh, no. Everything is fine. Everything is fine at least. We're just everything is fine. Talking. Excellent. Excellent. Our friends up north in Canada, good morning, my friend. Yeah, good morning, Nathan. We are okay here, We're staying indoors. So that's a new normal. Excellent, excellent. All right, we have a lot of things to discuss today with one of Zambia's uh, clergy leaders. Uh, joining us, ladies and gentlemen, from whichever part of the world you are listening, those that are calling, those listening online, is Father Emmanuel Chikoya, is the General Secretary for the Council of Churches in Zambia, which most of you remember used to be called Christian Council of Zambia. It's now called Council of Churches in Zambia. I wasn't aware of that, Roger, until Father Chikoya enlightened me a little bit. Uh, Father Chikoya is an advocate engaged in issues concerning human rights, social justice, rule of law, and a lot of other things. Father, good afternoon to you, and thank you for joining us. Good afternoon. It's a pleasure to be uh, on this program, and I feel very honored. Um, Excellent. So to interacting. Yes, yes, yes. We we are so glad that you you, you joined us uh, the, the, this morning for us and afternoon for you. Uh, like they say, Father Chikoya, let's begin with the elephant in the house. This is something that is affecting everybody, whether you live in the Arctic, Antarctica, world, Africa, Europe, wherever. Uh, we are currently facing a health pandemic in the name of coronavirus. In your opinion. Uh, you are on the ground there on Zambia. How adequate, uh, how has our nation responded to this? Uh, I mean, uh, it took a bit long. Eventually, we, we have a system in place with the government marked sectoral interministerial approach um, that is dealing with issues uh, relating to the corona virus. And uh, mm. of course, we have a of, of cholera, but this is. A different volume altogether. And so you have the, the anxiety, the challenges among people. Are we really equipped as a nation in terms of uh, the systems we have in place? Uh, 
uh, through some areas of concern. The, the, the regional system in place is replacing Kiranga, that is developed as a center for public health, and UCH which is there. But you know, we have compounds and villages. Uh, one would still say and hope that there will be timely access <laughs> and the facility of the relevant uh, personnel and uh, things that are needed to help people cope in the event that they're in the peripherals or in the outskirts or, or okay. you know, in rural Zambia. Yeah. I just got some, a friend of mine shared with me some information. We all know, Father Chikoya, that uh, the rules, guidelines concerning this thing are coming from the World Health Organization. It's not each country coming up with its own rules. Uh, bars to operate for, is it two hours or up to 22 hours? Uh, churches can meet yeah. for under one hour. Isn't this going against the guidelines of the World Health Organizations concerning social distancing? It's not the time frame. It's the whole idea of people avoiding large gatherings. I don't know what your view is on this. I think what, what is of vital importance at this stage is very consistent so that we meet the international standards. And so... Yes. Uh, as as said, we are ready to cooperate. <laughs> we are told uh, we have to have uh, a total lockdown and closing up of uh, public gatherings would comply. But, but in an environment where you have these conflicting statements, it does make our life very difficult, especially for those of us from the Marxist mother body, uh, because then yes. others will be telling you, you are telling us to do this, but we have been given this number of hours. And so mm -hmm. it is a challenge. Uh, we decisive, um, if we have to deal with this challenge and deal with it decisively, let's get clear signals, and then our job as various stakeholders will be to cooperate and comply uh, with those international uh, and contextualized uh, standards. For now, uh, maybe we, 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 we feel, I would say, there's a feeling that we, it's okay, we, we can manage things, maybe that is how we are okay. that, but I think it's very to be to be to prevent rather than to get into a scenario where things are so bad and then you begin to do firefighting. Uh, so your question really should be a wake up call and as we engage uh, we have meetings with the other stakeholders government included. It will be a question that we'll be uh, putting across uh, so that mm. we, we are not caught nothing. Yeah. That's true. That's very true. Okay, I think uh, uh, I mean, we are talking to you just as a, a leader in the nation from the clergy point of view. You are not a government spokesperson, neither are you a health expert. <laughs> I just, we just wanted to get your position on that. Issues of the Constitution and the rule of law, uh, Father Chikoya, have been a challenge to our nation's governance. Um, why do you think we have struggled with numerous constitutional review commissions, amendments, without regard to how this thing, how much this thing costs our national, uh, to our national resources and other issues of priority like health, education, and we are so much, uh, what's the word? We are so much possessed with issues to do with the constitution. What is our problem, my father? 
Um, I, I think our challenge, uh, Dr. Gomi, is if we have transactional leaders and not transactional leaders. Uh, our leaders are preoccupied with their selfish agenda of, you know, they always uh, want to look at their selfish interests and what is this that they can do to ensure that whatever they do, Hello? Okay. Um, Roger, can you hear him clearly? Uh, yes, very clear, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm sure he will call back in. Um, well, that's Father Chikoya, everyone. I'm sure he's going to call back in. And uh, let's just say good morning here to everybody as we as we wait for him to call back in. Um, hi. Yeah, Roger, that question I asked him, are you aware yeah, of what I'm saying? Say that again. Say that again. I'm uh, saying that. It, okay. Uh, maybe it's my life. Okay, Father Chikoya is back. Please continue. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the air time seems to run out. I'm, I'm calling using my jump Um But oh. actually, I think it's, it's, it's the yeah. The, the, the main reason is that politicians want to drive drive this process, and they always have partisan and personal interests. And uh-huh. uh, you know, in a sense, say there is a lack of patriotism, and uh, the national interests are uh, sacrificed for political mm. interests and personal. And so we lack transformational leadership. Leaders have to say, I've come for such a time as this and do what it takes and uh, they leave the scene and uh, leave things better than they found them. So political parties, uh, when well, they are in the opposition, they are very wise, they are so nice, uh, but when <laughs> they get into power, then suddenly they have a problem with selective amnesia. So I think that is a challenge. They realize this problem of complaining about is actually very good when you are in power. Mm. Uh, so uh, successful governments have had mixed legal agendas. We must have continuity. We must be able to see uh, and be able to be contributing, building to, towards the Zambia we want to see in terms of our legal framework and other areas of interest. But this obsession uh, uh, for partisan interest and personal interest who is always outrageous and doing. And, uh, you know, people always do gymnastics around the processes. And even now, uh, we're still talking about the chain when coronavirus is on right in our, in our backyard. And, and so mm-hmm. people, a lot of uh, attempts to tie people, carols are being dangled here and there, so it's a claim uh, because it was on public TV. <laughs> Uh, and then one day wonders what, why should we buy the truth? The truth yes. will always defend itself. So have a challenge in that sense. Uh, interesting what you say, Dr. Chikoya, here, Roger, and everybody listening. You use the phrase, when political parties are in opposition, they are very wise. It, it, it's, it's amazing how they cry far on issues of... Uh, equality before the law, freedom of assembly, expressions, 
uh, you find that, let's take for example, when MMD was in power, they were not allowing the PF to have political rallies, NAV meetings, and we were all just sympathizing with PF. They come into power, Father Chikoya, they're acting exactly the same. Should we call the political public? What is this demon called public order act, Father? The Public Order Act, even in its current form, is okay. We mm -hmm. know that you cannot have a society where people can wake up and do anything. There must be order. And there must yes. be guidelines to help how we operate in this public space. But it is the implementation that is the issue. Because the current ah. Public Order Act, if it was proper, uh, there will be no problem. Because yes. everybody will be given space. I mean, if the president is going somewhere to campaign and the other political players, they are now competitors. They're 400 meters, and they can even have one kilometer away from each other or two kilometers. Mm -hmm. People be able to exercise their, 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 their right to assemble, uh, to vent out in terms of peaceful protest. So the, the challenge is when you have this long arm of the law, being long when and able to reach the culprits, especially to their in the opposition or have opposing views to the powers that be, and very short when it comes to those that are connected to uh, the echelons of power. And so that yes. is the major issue. And uh, we need to ensure that we have institutions of government such as uh, the, the police and, you know, the research uh, and all this operating freely and independently in the actual sense of the world. And when we do that, you'll find that we'll be able to uh, still, I think, thrive, even in the current uh, form of this public order. Mm. Because no matter what we do to it, as long as we have people that are, are scared to implement it, to tell, for example, uh, the ruling party cadres that you cannot just walk on the street and begin to shout or sing, and uh, people cannot just uh, wake up and do things without following due process. Uh, the same measure that is used to uh, the other stakeholders that may have dissenting views should be mm -hmm. across the board. I think that is where we, uh, the issue is and will continue to be. Uh, unless we get that act together, we have very courageous, very uh, determined men and women that will you know, just co-espread the state and uh, arrest those that need to be arrested. And we've had a number of instances where, you know, this uh, certain stakeholders have not followed this, and they've gotten away without anything being done to them. And others don't even take two steps, and they are already overwhelmed by the presence of police, which we, which is commendable. Yeah. But let it be able to off, you know, and, and and not be used as a tool to frustrate, uh, you know, to discourage uh, other people to be an obstacle. I, I think that is the bottom line and the challenge of that public order. Let, let, let me take you to a specific incident. I don't know. Give, give us your observations here, what happened. You mentioned something about a kilometer or two kilometers apart. Uh, HH Kambuiri uh, were asked to leave Chiruvi Island because the president was there. What actually was going on there? I mean, couldn't they all campaign in the same area? That's where the election was, Vajkwe. Yeah, I think ideally that is what should have happened. You mm -hmm. know, we need to distinguish, of course, the office of the president should be protected, 
and given all the security that is needed. Uh, the other political stakeholders did not do things that are immature as well. But at the end of the day, when you are competing for a political space, uh, uh, yes. and other political players have to be escorted out of an area with a, by heavy armed police officers. Uh, that is a very bad testimony in terms of, uh, of the fairness of that election. So those things happened, including even the hiring of the, you know, the, the only uh, crews uh, or you know, boats that could transport vehicles and human yes. beings. It was booked by the police uh, ruling party. These attendances and practices that emanate from a perspective of people, uh, you know, that they are driven by greed and selfishness, and in an atmosphere where you want democracy to thrive, uh, you, you need to allow others also to freely mingle and have mm -hmm. adequate time to sell manifestos and, you know, their candidates to, 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 to the members of the public who should make their own independent situation. So that, that was, I think, a very a step backward, and I, I hope going forward we'll not have a repeat of such things. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Uh, those of you that are joining us, uh, listening online, we are talking to Father Emmanuel Chikoya. He is the General Secretary for the Council of Churches in Zambia. We are discussing rule of law, democratic governance in Zambia. Those of you that have called in, if you have a question for him, please press one so that I will know that you have a question for Father Chikoya. Uh, let me continue our discussion here. I believe my colleagues will have their own questions as we continue. Uh, on several occasions, Father, you have addressed the issue of political leaders uh, to learn to take constructive criticism. You know, this is something that doesn't exist in our political environment in Zambia to allow for divergent views. Anybody who speaks a different language from the the ruling party, the president, and all those things, you are considered an enemy of the state. I mean, I gave you an example in the notes I sent you uh, with Bishop Kajira in Chingola when he commented about the gassing issues. Why do we fail to accommodate in our democratic process people with different views? What is the problem? I think there's a problem uh, sometimes because people don't have a clear uh, kind of theology or uh, things that help them who they are as a political party. And uh, because mm. we have before, it's not a battle of Sunday, it's not a battle for marketing, it's not a battle for muscles. If you look at the, the youth that they mobilize during campaign, mm -hmm. one wonder. Are they for a boxing tournament or, you know, some kind of physical castle uh, or what? But what we need is to begin to get into an environment, you know, like the one poor found in application Athens, and in those places we go to kill the depressed people of their best views, uh, people mm -hmm. who never even believe in God. He saw an altar where they said to their unknown God. And he moves in that angle and tells them, this is the God I'm talking about. So we yes. need to manage ideas. We need to sell ourselves in such a way uh, that we convince people, not because of the master or the military presence or what other things we have, 
but because we have persuaded them, we have convinced them about who we are. And so there's a failure uh, in that sense to mm. properly articulate history, defend them, and uh, be able to clarify and re-clarify as much as you can. Uh, and so, and, and people don't want to hear the truth. That is the other problem. They would rather be yeah. cheated that all is well. <laughs> you, you know, you, you, man of God, you begin to prophesy, I see you winning, I see you driving the Mercedes Benz. But, but that is a kind of brand of Christianity and leadership that we have failed not to, and we are not going to be Christian for anybody. We are going to be Christian for Jesus Christ, Christian for justice, and Christian for integrity, good stewardship of resources, accountable governance. And so if people don't want to hear the truth, they will always react brutally against any uh, constructive uh, or any form of criticism or any other divergent views. There are those who feel people should only say what they want to hear. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, you know, the role especially uh, of people in society, mm-hmm. there are those that will be replying uh, to you, but the role, proper role of the church and other CSOs and the church in particular, should be the salt and not the sugar of the egg. We are not mm. going to be the sugar of And so it's supposed to prevent decay. It's a, it, will be an, it will irritate initially, but eventually bring healing. If you put it on a, a wound, uh, if you're in the village setting, you know, like in our cases, where we very limited medical care uh, access. So we are supposed to be that kind of, we speak to the moral conscience of the country and of the, the society, and we should commend, yes, we should celebrate, yes, what needs to be celebrated, uh, but, but when we see roads and bridges collapsing, we should be saying, uh, wait a minute, did we really uh, invest our money properly? Uh, and, you know, so when you begin to say that, you know, like there's a, there's a bishop in South America who said, well, when I give food to the poor, they call me a friend. But mm. when I ask, why are these people, uh, why are these people poor? Then I'm called a communist. You know, so people want us just to pray for them, bury them, do their wedding, you know, and be, appear in those public ceremonies of prayer. Uh, but, but when we say, wait a minute, check our morals, let's check our stewardship of resources, it becomes an issue. So basically, it's failure to manage the source, failure uh, to, to, be, to, to, you know, to, to be accountable. We, we must, mm. as leaders, allow ourselves to be accountable. Give an account of what we are doing and why we are doing it. And as long as people are asking questions, be sober, be calm, be, you know, uh, uh, cool and uh, collected, but still give uh, an account of what you are doing and why you are doing it. Uh, and that is the best thing to do, uh, and not respond uh, with anger or uh, threat and arrest, like in the case uh, that happened in Chibola. I had actually rushed to Chibola that time, and was on the ground, the family and others, and gave them encouragement, even interacted with the police, and emphasized the fact that we still needed to pray, uh, despite yes. of, uh, the prevailing uh, environment. So, basically, I think it's, it's a challenge of um, fear of the unknown and not wanting to hear the truth, and, uh, uh, you know, and the district and very easy way of branding everybody say something contrary as opposition. We are opposed mm. to justice. We are opposed to, 
to, to things that are not true. We are opposed to mediocre leadership. We are opposed to manipulation of the Constitution. And uh, those uh, will fight with action. Father Chukwere, you, in, your, in, in this answer, you have raised the law, uh, some very critical points. Christianity of integrity, uh, failure to manage the truth, uh, we, people don't want to be leaders, don't want to be accountable. We are not just talking about politicians. Uh, the worst part in this scenario, our father, is this nation declared Christian, and then you have clergy who people now don't even have any, what's the word? Our clergy have been put in a position where people sort of don't want even to to look at them for wisdom, guidance, and things like that because of political compromise. Mm, this is, I want you to zero in into this thing of Christianity, of integrity, and failure to manage the truth. We have a bunch of people in the country right now who are manipulating our citizens with what you have alluded to, so-called prophetic ministry. Why do you think we have gone so far to the other end of things? I think, of course, we become too relaxed. Uh, if you go back to the first republic, uh, you should mm. not just start it any time. And, uh, of course, people felt that was not right. And right. But you needed to have a, so a certain level of a standard of what is called a case. There are too many the cell groups that we are calling churches. Yes. <laughs> the things that I would call, uh, you know, small system communities that are supposed to be under proper denomination. And so yes. this qualification or this rapid uh, increase in the number of churches, uh, who are, many of them break away of the breakaway of the breakaway, you know, <laughs> you, 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 you can't find scenarios because some people are running out from accountability. Some people are running out from this. And so anything and everything goes to them. And so it is a bad test, Monona, uh, at church. But, but um, I think if there was a call recently, the Africa Conference of Churches had um, a conference in October last mm -hmm. year dealing with uh, misleading theology. And so I think locally we need to bring these back and contextualize them and deal with uh, the preparing issues that are, have wrecked so many families, have wrecked. Uh, individuals' lives and also misleading us even in the political space uh, with all kinds of, uh, they call them processes, but they are predictions. Uh, and uh, I've said and said again, never, never, like a brother told, drive under the influence of alcohol, uh, but for teachers and church leaders, never speak under the influence of gifts and brown envelopes because we will care. Okay. And so, I think, I think we need to get back to the reason. Uh, there are still some very credible churches and church leaders in Zambia, and we love them. And, uh, you know, we, we, we hope we, we can find ways of ensuring that these are brought together. We mm. have a unified position, uh, various issues, and uh, be consistent in all we do. But the general membership uh, is suffering from a poverty uh, of, of knowledge, sound biblical knowledge. And that has been yes. uh, You know, many people are dependent on uh, the man of God, the woman of God. Uh, but in the New Testament, when Christ uh, died and the temple uh, curtains were uh, torn apart, 
Uh, it means yes. every individual must have access and we should not be dependent on an individual. And so that is one of the greatest challenges. And also the promotion of laziness because it's just a prayer away, you know, a miracle is coming, a big guy is coming, and all these things. The Bible in Proverbs and all other parts of the world of it emphasizes the, the importance of hard work, the principles of, uh, you know, making wise uh, investments and uh, things that are at the right time. So, so we need to uh, bring back uh, this kind of teaching uh, and emphasize it. Uh, because the other brands have popularized theirs because they are almost everywhere. They are on 24-7 TV, and people think, think the uh, abnormal has become normal, and the normal has become abnormal. You know, it's mm. about what are you saying, you tell me, divination and all these other things. There is power in the world of miracles and all those things. But the same God gave us wisdom, he gave us skills that we must use. And so there's this danger uh, that uh, we, we actually uh, uh, creating a kind of system that may not be sustainable uh, because they have a faulty foundation uh, and they are building, uh, they are grounding themselves around uh, celebrity pastors and prophets. Um, so we need to get away from there. Um, so this somehow, uh, because everybody who calls themselves safe is safe, and so when they speak, and they align mm. themselves towards certain directions uh, politically or otherwise, they will, people will be claiming the state has, has done this. But the state in the proper sense uh, is not what it is. Yeah, yeah that's true. Mm. Well, uh, amazing. I appreciate that response. Uh, on freedom of expression, let me take it back to constitutional issue, Father Chikoya, here. On freedom of expression, we are witnessing another threat to a private TV station, Prime TV, um, in a Christian democracy. I don't know. First of all, probably help us understand what led to the government taking that position they've taken on Prime TV. And uh, how should we respond to things like this as citizens, in your view? I, I think Prime TV has been a thorn in the flesh. I the, the last year, remember, they were suspended for a month, and I we had issued a statement that I had I signed on behalf of the other church mother body, and I was properly welcomed into this space, and I was attacked, and uh, it was like everything was falling on me. Uh, but we weathered the storm, um, and so. You know, sometimes when you know somebody is a thorn in the flesh, you look for every good opportunity, sort them out and fix them. And so I, I think the context in which this happened was that there was some gathering where I think there was engagement of different stakeholders. The, the, the media also has been engaged in terms of response to the coronavirus. And uh, mm -hmm. the that was given to the private media was they were expected to give free space, complementary space for uh, publishing messages about coronavirus and how it can be produced. So I think that is when maybe the proprietor of um, Prime TV said, no, no, no. I think this point of we are private entity adverts really help us to end income and keep people in employment also meet our obligations. So there was a bit of a heated exchange in terms of um, expectations uh, that they should offer free services. Um, so because of that kind of strong reaction, 
uh, a few days later, a letter was written or a statement was given that um, government will have nothing to do with fines. Uh, but again, in an African context, when your son, your daughter, behaves, you don't use them. <laughs> you know, you, 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 you use uh, appropriate means of, you don't kill a cow. Because, mm. um, so in this sense, uh, this private entity is uh, very much a part and part of Zambian space. There are people who are employed there. Uh, you know, so when we make certain decisions, um, I think legally, if I may use, I'll translate this. Uh, uh, let me use a local problem. Uh, it says, Mutu Kakula, Kule Wankona, meaning um, the, the head of the elderly or whatever, they cannot avoid punches. They'll come, but mm. uh, they have to manage, find ways of putting uh, these uh, challenges. So I don't think this uh, challenge or exchange, this says everything is captured, it's the lies, and all, of course it went everywhere. It doesn't mean uh, we should go to these drastic measures that government has, won in, has put in place, where they've totally told all anything to do with government to so mm-hmm. have nothing to do with this TV session. Uh, if we are a, a, a society with a capitalist kind of uh, economic uh, approach, there must be freedom for people to get services wherever they want them to get them from. Yeah. And uh, prime TV session, a TV session and uh, I mean, really has taken Zambia by storm, and uh, it's not surprising uh, that these uh, attempts to silence it once and for all. It is our prayer and our hope that there will be these engagements that this uh, kind of approach is undone. After all, they too are owed a lot of money from other things they've done. Uh, and so if yes. the other party has an issue that the other party has not really take, taken drastic measures on, why should the government take such drastic measures when they have not met their obligation? You know? And mm. the citizen has not even gone to court for things like that. So if they have been able to leave with them in that way, why not do the same? Matter. So I would feel it's an overreaction, and uh, if we are going to operate like this, uh, then there will be intimidation and, uh, you know, uh, freedom of this, uh, the, 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 the independent media will definitely uh, be uh, curtailed. Because people yes. are wondering, how much what do I do before I also get uh, some kind of sanction or, or a boycott uh, from government? Mm. Uh, government is a, kind of other thing now we are I'm not talking about the ruling but I'm talking about government. Government yes. has a responsibility to make we don't we should be promoting job uh, uh, creation and uh, sometimes it is done indirectly when we allow an atmosphere where private and public entities can thrive and uh, this is what is there. Uh, you know, there's another saying for example the teeth and the tongue are in the mouth. No matter how many times they bite one, you know, the teeth bite the tongue, they never separate. You know, mm. they are part of a, a complete whole. And so the, the private media, the public media, government, and other stakeholders, we are part of a complete whole. There is no government that will survive and thrive 
when it begins to um, get it people and a private banking. So just a little bit further, uh, Father Chikoya, when the government says they boycott, what does what does that entail? What are they saying? No business. That's just the deal. What it means? It means <laughs> no. Uh, they should have uh, any business dealing. Uh, no news coverage. The Prime TV should not be appearing in any government-related activity. And they are not welcome. And in a, it's an indirect uh, message to, to, to say they will be attacked <laughs> by other overzealous people who will see them if they dare to come near. You know, mm. <laughs> because definitely when they, they dare to go um, near such gatherings to cover events, they, they will have to be connected some kind of force, and they will, they will be possibly either prevented or removed from that scenario. Um, wow. So, it's saying it's as good as telling the TV station you you um, I mean you close down because how how how, how do you uh, have a scenario <laughs> where an, a TV station or a media entity cannot cover any news coverage if they are right and if they are democracy must allow people uh, those that are favorable and those that are unfavorable to us to still mm-hmm. get access to news. Public is the best way to know. So. Mm, mm, excellent, excellent. We're talking to Father Imano Chikoya, General Secretary for Council of Churches in Zambia. We're discussing wide ranging issues to do with the democratic process, the constitutional law, and uh, freedoms of expression. Uh, I don't know if my colleagues who have called in. Chairman, any comment, question for Father Chikoya? <coughs> Yes, uh, Father Tsukaro, w- w- welcome. Um, this is Roger in Canada. If you Thank remember, you. I, had, uh, I invited you a uh, long, long time. I don't know what happened. We couldn't have our show. Anyway. <laughs> I remember Father in Tsukaro, Tsukaro, um, during that time. Yes, 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 I remember, yeah. I've got uh, yeah. three quick, quick questions. Three quick questions. Uh, n- number one. Uh, the, the, the church has always been part of the constitution making process this time around what happened why did uh, uh, the three church mother bodies uh, why did they not uh, participate uh, what is your current position uh, Father Chikoya, as far as uh, Bill 10 and the three church mother bodies is concerned and then my last question is uh, Why have we fallen this law as a nation? Have we ever been politically, Father Chikoa, in this position we find ourselves in today, in Zambia, under the patriotic front? Okay, yeah, thanks for those questions. Why are we absent to what happened? Uh, I think as you uh, could be aware, we were uh, given that position to the national dialogue process, uh, which we uh, embarked on. We developed a national dialogue framework for the long. So all stakeholders, including the ruling party, at their highest level, did confirm 
that will be part of it. Uh, but the rest is what under the bridge. Um, other stakeholders can be. And so when, when we uh, suddenly uh, head of the NGS, the National Dialogue Forum, uh, and we, when they were passing the bill to create the NGS, we made a submission. The Parliamentary Select Committee that that bill, uh, uh, it actually showed us as one of the people that had been consulted on one of the uh, consultations. Uh, we told them this is wrong. Never consulted them using the public. We are told they correct it, but it went the way it was. So we expressed mm. our concern. That Select Committee recommended to Parliament for the withdrawal of that NGS uh, bill, uh, but it still proceeded as it was. And because we believe dialogue is a process, dialogue is not an event uh, where you can mm -hmm. make days of gathering, uh, the gathering of, you know, uh, people, you can see the numbers there are already tilted towards a certain direction. A decision making was going to be through voting. You cannot build consensus. I mean, you cannot build peace and even sustainable con a constitution uh, by uh, creating a forum where you're going to decisions by voting. You need to build consensus. You need to convince the others, bring them on board in such a way that at the end of the day, everybody carried uh, along, uh, if not the majority, carried along uh, in terms of the major issues that need to be in an ideal constitution. So for us, the absence was because we did not we fully believe the process was effective, and therefore the outcome of that process will also be not a perfect product. And I think we are vindicated. Uh, I mean, you have—it's very interesting that you 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 are, you are given example of a, a bakery. You, you 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 bring ingredients together. You bake a cake, and then when you send mm. you the chef who was <laughs> uh, in charge, suddenly says no. I don't agree with me, this part of this case. <laughs> I mean, how did you do that? <laughs> you had all the time, you had all the ingredients, and you put them together, oh, and so once the product comes out, you are responsible for it. Okay. And so we have a scenario where <laughs> the, um, the, the, the chef in this case, I would say the ruling party, is disowning part of that process. <laughs> and for anything to go to Parliament, it goes through as a ministry of uh, justice. And so if it went through there, and there, there are things that are not okay, it have been clean. And so we believe the product, because the process was not consulted enough, the process was defective, even the product is defective. And so we boycotted the NGF because we believe, and justifiably so, that it wasn't going to yield uh, the desired Hey, look at the, we're mm. supposed to have just two from CCC, two from ZCCB, and two from EFZ. If you look at that composition of the number, there were civil servants there. I mean, which civil servants who vote independent? Which civil servants who uh, discuss issues and really co-expect the state? No. And then you, you have an appointed chair. You know, if you are part of the conflict, how do you appoint the chair? <laughs> in natural justice, demands that you declare interest and step aside, allow another person to bring you together, a mediator, which the church was ready to offer. You know, our crime was that we refused to be told what to do. 
Excellent, excellent. Let's take one more question as we conclude. Uh, area code 226 uh, please go ahead. Uh, thank you. My name is uh, Chasaya Sichilima. I'm calling from Waterloo, Canada. Father Chikoya, thank you so much for coming to the show. Uh, Nathan, Command Roger, Hachali, thank you so much for doing this, for all that you do. You've done this for so, so many years. It's over a decade. Uh, Father Chikoya, I really want to thank you uh, for the fight, for being the sort of the F that you have not wavered. And I think that most people forget that um, Zambia was not started today. Zambia has been there 54 years. There have been parties before, and there will be parties coming after. So uh, my appeal to you is that don't relent in the fight that you have. Uh, we are fighting for our grandkids and those coming. Zambia is a bigger place than the political parties. So all I wanted to say is just acknowledge you and the work that you have done. And so say... Thank you very much. Keep fighting. We're also rooting for our nation that Zambia gets back to what it's supposed to be and not root exclusively by one particular segment of people. Zambia is all of us. That's my contribution. Thank you very much. I think I support your prayers. Um, I mean, whatever it is, but I'm always welcome. Excellent. Thank you, Kanaresa Chasaya, one of our uh, supporters and partners from the Wed Go when we started this thing 11 years ago. Uh, we have a comment, Father Chikoya, as well, from a lady uh, in Houston. Uh, Clotilda, go ahead. Uh, good morning, Father Chikoya. My name is Clotilda from good Houston. Morning. I just want. I just want to encourage you uh, to keep on doing what you're doing, continue being fearless. I hope and wish we had more Zambians like you that take Zambians to their hearts and just keep on working hard. Thank you. God bless you. In fact, let me mention here, Father Chikoya, that uh, Clotilda, in a way, is responsible for me bringing you on the show. Uh, when you featured on Prime TV, I believe, with Sangwa and the, the Electoral Commission uh, Chief Officer, then she sent me a text message and she says, are you watching this? <laughs> and I said, yes, I'm watching. Then she says, we need to bring this uh, gentleman on the show and talk to him about some things. So welcome to you. Thanks for alerting the brother about uh, what was on Facebook. Um, but let me say... Let me say my final question, and then we'll end here. We can call you back to talk about other things. Uh, Zambia was declared a Christian nation some years ago. It looks like uh, most of our citizens are really worn down by political leaders using this Christian nation declaration for Chikoya for political mileage. Uh, what is your advice to that ordinary person listening who doesn't even wish to participate in the so-called National Day of Prayer? I think in Zambia we have the freedom of um, expression, freedom to, uh, to belong in a religion of our choice. And I think it's best for me that people are allowed to do things and not because they are being compelled. Mm -hmm. So anything that we want to be 
must be something that is a product of you know, a free story that people make. And so anybody uh, wants to, um, I mean, they, they, they want to, they feel, um, they want to associate or they want to participate in the prayers and that is okay with them, who are we to stop them? Uh, but those mm-hmm. that don't want also should not be condemned. Yes. And others would say, we'll pray in our respective churches. We've actually been praying in our respective churches. So at the end of the day, uh, there is, is it Conqueror Smith, uh, who says a believer is always right, uh, although <laughs> it may be subject to say that in bed. But uh, 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 <laughs> what I would want to advise our political players is we need to depoliticize uh, the prayers. We need also to demilitarize them, because in the recent past, uh, I was a chaplain under the Council of Churches in Zambia, 2006, yes. and uh, we were in charge of them, independence and all these events, and we worked very well under the Ministry of Community Development and uh, Cultural or Social. Uh, uh, so we were able to do these events and we crafted them very well. The 40th and Independence uh, and Better for Zambia, we were uh-huh. able to bring the, even the strength and uh, former president, and they were seated there. We had the FTJ, we had Dr. Kaunda, the, the president. I think that should have been a president Manawata. And while we were able to invite them at and uh, everything was done that way, yes, we recognize our leaders. Uh, but I, I think it's just too much protocol these days uh, to the extent mm. that Jesus may be wondering, am I in this uh, you know, hierarchy? You are doing a prayer, you do protocol. No, we have drifted away. I think for me that is a source of concern. Uh, a prayer service to acknowledge, yes, who is there, greet them at the beginning. Let Jesus be Jesus and let the service flow and even messages uh, preached accordingly. Uh, but we have yes. a challenge um, when we are not a theocrat. I think what we are grappling with is. People trying to get back to the Old Testament scenarios where you are dating and uh, you, you want them just to, you know, to, to come. Um, I mean, we, we just want to, to, to get Old Testament things without realizing how uh, the Old Testament uh, operations were. Because the king actually uh, was in a sense both king and uh, uh, some, some kind of prophet at the same time. And they were, they were answerable to God. And they were... A king that promoted God's principles of justice, of mercy, of integrity, always thrived. And the king who did contrary would never have sustainable leadership. They always crumbled. And so we mm. want to make certain things without really getting the full principles of how things used to operate. So I would say um, we, we, still, we shouldn't go to sleep. One of the greatest dangers is that we will think we have arrived at faith. Uh, we mm-hmm. don't depend on political uh, institutions. We don't depend on political funding or including even constitutional clauses. The church will thrive. The church who has actually thrived. Tertullian, one of the church fathers, said the blood of the martyrs is the seed for the church. You know, the, the more right. they oppress the church, the more it goes up and, and thrives. And so that is the understanding. And so for me, I don't get excited 
uh, it may appear favorable and all those things, but I don't get excited because I know the danger that the state can easily uh, go to sleep and the state will not be distant. And, uh, you know, the fears, if you look at Samuel, look at Nathan, look at Jeremiah and other prophets, they, 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 they right. never uh, frequent banquet halls, you know, you know, dining and whining, and then you speak uh, in that context under the influence of so many things. No, they, they, they went to the, to, to, when they appeared, like when someone appeared, they were asking, is everything okay? <laughs> you know, but there's too much familiarity uh, between pastors and the politicians. I'm not saying we should be enemies, but we must maintain That's a must interact, relate, but maintain a critical distance. And uh, we must speak truth to power. Uh, but sometimes, if you're not careful, because of what you think is a favor done to the state, and then we can easily just go to sleep, and then the thought becomes contaminated, and it will be for no good. So I would urge Christians to remain awake, remain alert, read the Bible, understand the Bible, Pray from an informed perspective for this country. That's, Don't just be taught to pray about. But pray well-informed prayer. You know, be knowledgeable of what is happening. So that when you can, for example, we look at the gassing issue. We look at the, those atom attacks of fire. We should still pray but ask questions. Who That's are the true. people behind them? Mm. How many people have been arrested? Where did they come there from? You go. Who funded mm. you know, yeah. about, you know, hiding injustice. Yeah. You need Father, our time is up. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. We thank do you. thank you for taking the time to be with us, and we look forward to further in, uh, interactions. Next week, we're going to have Dr. Muranda, who's going to do a coronavirus one-on-one where we'll just be discussing simple, simple things to do with the coronavirus. Coming up is Open Forum with Roger. Please, let's call back in. Father Chikoya, thank you so much, and have a great weekend. Thank you. Thank you.